Hello, my lovelies. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Listening Closely, where we talk about all things from true crime, paranormal, and beyond. My name is Bobby, and I'm the voice behind the mic bringing these tales of strange and unusual things to life. To get updates on shows, including sneak peeks or articles relating to the episodes, and special events, giveaways, and more, follow me on Facebook, TikTok, and Instagram at HTT Listen Closely. Finally, please make sure you add this podcast on your favorite streaming provider to get notifications when new episodes are released. For this episode, we'll be talking about the golden heart of Madame Rita Ainsworth from Beaumont, Texas. So let's get into it. Rita was born into a well-off Oregon family in the early 1900s. She left home to pursue dancing, where she became a vaudeville performer, and she actually toured with the famous Ballet Russe de Monte Carlo, a famous ballet company that split in the 1936. Now, on that ballet company, they did rejoin and then split again and rejoin, but her career was cut short. Now, the reason for the split up was a various amount of reasons, but most importantly, the Wall Street crash of 1929. And as we all know here in America, the Great Depression soon occurred because of that. So the Great Depression was a severe worldwide economic depression between 1929 and 1939. And it began after the major fall in the stock prices in the United States. So during that time, people were struggling, businesses were closing. It was just a really hard time to live here in America. So things like dancers and performers, you know, as well as just regular jobs were really severely hurt by this. But I mean, you kind of think of the coronavirus, for example, you know, during that time, everything that was not essential was cut. We're starting to see a little bit of the similarities there. So that's just to kind of get you into that mindset of things that were just basically cut. And obviously they were cutting more than just the essential or non-essential things. Small businesses were hurting. And so therefore there were many, many different businesses, including performers that were out of work. Now it was during this time that Miss Rita did get married, and during that first marriage, because times were so tough, she actually became a prostitute. The circumstances as to why or how she even fell into this profession is still unknown. But again, this is a time when people are hurting, and I mean, it might have been her only way of providing for her family at the time. Again, we cannot say 100% why it's still unknown, but that's just one possibility. It's one theory. She eventually decided to end her first marriage and fled to Beaumont, a town she may have visited while on tour. Now, Miss Rita, being in the profession that she was, she actually worked on Crockett Street in the Crockett Street area at an address owned by Charles Ainsworth. So again, during this time, she was, you know, working the streets. She was trying to provide for herself and just make the most of it, try and grab any kind of money she can for supplies and essentials and, you know, things like that. Well, Rita actually ended up getting close to Charles's son, Nathaniel, and the two actually did wed. This quickly took her out of the business of running the streets. So now she was no longer a prostitute. She was off the streets and she built this life with Nathaniel. So the couple actually spent time establishing themselves and eventually they purchased the Shamrock Hotel on Bowie Street. So here you are from a prostitute. Well, honestly, she was on a well-off family. The Great Depression happened. She got cut down to her lowest point. 
became a prostitute, and then she married Nathaniel, who she was able to build herself back up and rise from the streets, and she started to become a hotel owner. And everything seemed to look pretty good for her, except Nathaniel actually ended up passing away in 1946. So just when she kind of started to get her life together, it was, again, just hit hard by another event. So Rita actually ended up selling the Shamrock Hotel, but then bought the Dixie Hotel. Now, this hotel, she could make it her own. You know, the Shamrock, she had to share with Nathaniel. So I'm pretty sure they had a compromise like any couple. But the Dixie was 100% completely hers. So due to her refined taste... She decorated the Dixie in lavish furniture and employed such very attractive and well-mannered women. She really just upped the ante on this hotel and made it absolutely gorgeous inside and out, including the employees. And because of this hotel, revenue provided comfort for her and her children, and she actually started to acquire a sizable real estate holding. And her daughter actually went to a distant Catholic girls' school. So everything was just going great for her. But why was her hotel doing so much better than surrounding hotels? Well, her daughter was actually in her mid-teens when she discovered the true reason for the Dixie success. You see, Miss Rita Ainsworth was not just renting out rooms for those tired guests visiting Beaumont. She was actually renting rooms for another reason and why her staff was so attractive. And yes, you guessed it, she was a madame. So it appears that instead of completely leaving that life behind, she actually bought the Dixie and brought a little bit of her past into a future, and it actually ended up being very prosperous for her. She would attract these clientele who would just get off the train or just get into port and, you know, would need to take a load off. And so she left them in her hotel. So she was by far competing with the very best of the best hotels, but she was out doing them. And she was doing it not only through this business, but she actually had a heart of gold. So what Miss Rita did is the third floor of her hotel was reserved for those older men who had nowhere to go. So they were just down on their luck and had absolutely nothing left. I mean, again, this is the 1930s, 1940s. You, people are still trying to recover from this depression. So times were tough. So what she actually ended up doing was beating her competitors. And while most places were charging a dollar a night, which in today's terms and due to inflation, we would see about fourteen ninety nine, which is not terrible, but again... During this time, they just got out of the Depression, so coming up with a dollar was very hard. So while other competitors were charging a dollar a night, she was charging $7 a month for lodging, which that alone is just absolutely incredible that she was able to do this. You know, she just wanted to help and give. And one of the things she decided to do was, hey, People are down on their luck. People are not having such a great time. Times are tough. I'm making this much money. So I'm not really concerned about money, which she wasn't. She was never really concerned about money as far as I could tell. She just wanted to help out. And, you know, she was on down on her luck at one point, too. So it kind of makes sense, you know. She was 
from a wealthy family. She knew that life got dragged down with everything else that people have gone through during that time. So she understood, you know, what it's like to have absolutely everything and then suddenly everything taken away from you. So when she was able to build herself back up, she wanted to give back. So I think it's absolutely incredible. You know, we hear of so many times of all the corruption and money-hungry people. And Miss Rita Ainsworth was the complete opposite. She said, you know what? I understand. I get it. I want to help these people out. So instead of charging that dollar a month, flat rate $7 a month for lodging. So yeah, she did have her other side of business, but she also had the, the monthly renters and lodgers, you know, those who would rent out and live there. But that's actually not all that Miss Rita did. So she actually also gave to Little League teams. She gave money to churches. And she actually even sent a priest through seminary school. So yes, was her money a little dirty? Yeah, you can say yes. She Her, her money was a little dirty as far as how she acquired some of it. But she chose to give back to her community. She wasn't greedy with it. She wanted to help out and, you know, do the absolute most she could. And anybody who knew her during that time and after, they all just praised this woman and just everything of high hopes and gratitude and, you know, gratefulness. And they always talk about how generous and how nice she was and that she was the sweetest person. So even after it was found out what her other business was, people were still saying, you know what, but she was amazing. She helped us out. She was there when nobody else was. So that truly shows you what kind of a woman she really was. But of course, all things had to come to an end. And that was the same with the Dixie Hotel. So in 1961, corruption in Beaumont could no longer be ignored. There was a time when it was kind of like, okay, well, sweep this under the rug, we'll look the other way. But around that time in 1961, they said, you know what, we can't, we can't do this anymore. We've got to make changes. We've got to better ourselves. We've got to pull ourselves back up and be the respectable area that we are. So they actually got together and created the James. Now I've seen it both ways, the James Committee and the James Commission. So I'm not sure which way it is, but either way. And their primary thing was to shut down the bordellos, you know, bring law and order back to the area. Now, one of the ways and really the main way they did this was these people who are making money on the side doing the things that we shall not be talking about. They're avoiding taxes. So what better way to shut them down than to bring all those taxes back on them and say, hey, you know, you've missed out of taxes for X amount of years. You've made X amount of money. And, of course, that ended up being a huge amount of taxes owed to the government, which usually shut down the business. You know, they just could not do it. So most people would have to sell out or liquidize their estates and things like that. And that's exactly what happened to Miss Rita. So the taxes for her were about $100,000. And again, this is back in 1961. And if we want to put it in today's terms, so you can kind of get a grasp, because again, inflation and things like that, it would be very close to a million dollars that she would have to pay. So due to the large amount, Rita was forced to sell everything except for her house and hotel. 
So, yes, she did keep her hotel, but obviously she had to close the doors, metaphorically speaking, as far as the side business. So, fast forward to 1976, she actually sold the former Dixie Hotel to the Gulf States Utilities Company due to failing health. They then donated the building to the Beaumont Heritage Society. And yes, it is still around today. If you can go to Crockett Street and you can see the Dixie, many of us grew up with like the Dixie Dance Hall. Guess what? That was a part of the Dixie. So it's absolutely incredible to think, you know, we can still go to that area of Beaumont and we can still be there and think this is where it happened. And I know many people have gone to like the Dixie Dance Hall or to all those different areas in downtown Beaumont, but you don't really think of the history behind it. You just see a really old building and, you know, it might be a nightclub or a restaurant or whatever you're visiting. It might be there and you're like, okay, it's a restaurant. But, you know, in reality, that restaurant, that dance hall, that area was once a very different area. You know, it was full of hotels and other different businesses. So it's incredible to think about that because we just see old buildings. We don't see the history behind it. So it's not until you actually start digging that you realize that it was something else. And some people might know. I mean, you see old buildings all the time and you'll see like, you know, the faded name of the building on the side or in Beaumont, there's one hotel that still has the sign up that says, I believe a dollar a night still up. And so you think, okay, yeah, it was once a hotel, but you don't really fully grasp it until you search and until you dig and you find stories like Rita's and then you truly can appreciate the history behind it. So I don't know if you're like me, but that's just absolutely amazing. You know, you see these buildings, you see them all the time. You might drive by them every single day, but you don't fully appreciate them or appreciate the history until you start to dig. And that's one of the reasons why I absolutely love doing what I'm doing because it brings that history to life. So the Dixie that we know now may be a fun, cool place or, you know, the different buildings or different stories. Yeah, we may have heard them, but it's not until you fully hear the whole story that you really learn to appreciate this. And some people might see it as Crockett Street was once, you know, full of prostitutes and these unsavory characters, just the lowest of the low or, you know, whatever have you. But in reality, if you look at, for example, Miss Rita, yes, she was a madam. She would employ these different women to do things for her clientele. But also think about what she's done with that. She was able to send a priest to seminary school to become a priest. She would give to the local churches and she would give to her local fellow citizens. That alone is absolutely amazing. And we should not forget about Miss Rita. We should not forget about the Dixie. Even the unsavory parts. Don't forget about it. And so that's why I love doing what I'm doing. I love bringing these stories to life. Now, what happened to Miss Rita? So her health was failing. She ended up selling the Dixie. And what happened to her? Well, Miss Rita actually stayed in the care of her daughter in Houston until her death in 1978. So yes, Miss Rita lived a beautiful life at least 
you know, let's say about 70-ish years. Again, I don't know her exact birth date or year, but, you know, she was up in that age. She got to live a incredible life, even if you don't like some parts of it. It is still her story, and we should not forget it. Thankfully, Miss Rita was with her daughter until the very end, so she did still have that love and that connection, even after the daughter found out what her mom was doing and what exactly sent her to that great Catholic school. She still loved her. She still It was still her mom. So that's another beautiful thing in this story is... Even though she found out, she still accepted her. And again, every single person, as far as I could read, that had ever known her or met her, said nothing but praises about this woman. So next time you are in Beaumont, Texas, and you just happen to be going down Crockett Street or in the downtown area in general, definitely swing by Crockett Street and look for the Dixie Hotel. Now, it is not called the Dixie Hotel anymore. They do still have the building there. I do believe the actual Dixie Dance Hall is closed. But again, it is still like that building on Crockett Street is still there. And you can definitely walk that area. Just You can get a feel of the history that was there. And if you're down there, don't forget about Miss Rita and the amazing, beautiful heart she had. And maybe learn to appreciate some of these old buildings. I know we overlook them all the time and we're just like okay old building but maybe stop and think about it and if you see some of these old buildings maybe do a little bit of digging see if you can find anything maybe there is a good story there maybe not but maybe there is there is one thing we can always do and that's listen closely